Hello, and welcome to the Live, Lead, Succeed podcast, where you'll be inspired to become the best version of yourself, overcome limiting mindsets, and grow into the leader of excellence you were called to be. Here's your leadership and lifestyle coach and guide, Stacy Barlow-Hill. Hello, Succeeders. This is Stacey Barlow-Hill, your leadership and lifestyle coach, helping you to become the best version of yourself and lead successfully. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today, and I'm so proud of you for showing up for yourself to watch the art of work-life balance. And this will also be a podcast. I will make sure I upload this for those of you who prefer to listen versus watching. Um, And for those of you that will be watching the replay, Um, Feel free to come back and ask any questions. This will be um, in the Live, Lead, Succeed Facebook group. So you can ask questions in the chat and I will circle back around at the end of it and answer any questions that you have. You can also feel free to DM me um, if you have uh, questions that you would like to ask as well. So let's get started. Today we're talking about the art of work-life balance. And I know this is something that's um, really important to a lot of you because a lot of you signed up for it. Um, And it's also a topic that I just hear all the time. Um, A lot of you just don't know how to manage your personal life and your work life and you feel a lot of sorts and can't figure out what to do and you know you need balance and you can't figure it out and honestly i will be honest with you i don't really feel that there is such a thing as true work-life balance but i think it really comes down to just having clarity um focusing on those things that are truly important and getting rid of all of the unnecessary stuff that we add to our calendars Um, But at any rate, before we dive into this, like I said, I'm just so happy that you just decided to show up for yourself and that you really are um, aware that this is affecting your life, it's affecting your health. Um, And sometimes it can just really seem impossible to figure this out. So, But I hope by the end of our time together today that you're going to have some things that you can take away. And they're probably things that you already know, to be honest, Um, but this is going to get them circulating in your brain and hopefully getting you to take action for them. Um, So I have had some experience in my own businesses with this. So this is why I feel that I am able to talk to you about it because it's something that I struggled with for a long time. Um, I own two different companies. Um, I have twins. Um, When I started my first company, they were two years old. So I know all about work-life balance. Um, And it was something that I strive for for a long time. So we're going to talk about um, some tips today, and I'm going to insert some of my own personal experience and things with that as well. So let's talk about first things first. (laughs) There's this thing that's in your purse or your pocket, or maybe it's on the table next to you, or it might be charging a few things. I'm sorry, it might be charging um, right by you right now. This is your smartphone. And I know you have one because almost everyone has one. You know, and our phones can be such amazing tools. I mean, they give you the answer to almost any question that you have. It's right at your fingertips. You can reach anyone just about any time, anywhere in the world. Um, And your phone is like a million tools in one, right? Like it's like your GPS, it's your dictionary, it's your contact list, it's your calculator, like you can work from it. 
it's so convenient and it's always with you. And nowadays, um, you know, everything is just so accessible and we're glued to our phones. And sometimes you may find yourself even having some free time and you're glued to social media and you're glued to every notification that comes in. Um, but this is a good place to start. And my personal experience with this, about four years ago, my family went on a cruise. And if you have been on cruises, usually if you're out of the United States or just period, just on the cruise, you don't get service. Um, and it was at that time that I realized how drastically <laughs> less stressful I was not receiving notifications 24 hours a day. It was literally at that moment that I was like, wow, this is beautiful. And I will never put all of those notifications back on my phone again. So when we came off of that trip, I stayed true to my promise. And I have never since then put all of those notifications back on my phone. So the only notifications that I get are um, text messages, um, phone calls or voicemails. And that's really it. I'll have an alarm you know, set, but I don't have any social media notifications. I don't have any um, email notifications. I don't have anything that is not super important as a notification on my phone. And my life has went um, from high stress <laughs> to very low stress just from doing that one simple action. Now, there are a few things that go along with that. I mean, you may need to if you have a job where you have to check in regularly and you're not able to regularly check in with that, um, you know, then you may need some type of notifications. But in addition to that, uh, once I cut off my notifications, I also created um, do not disturb time. So automatically my phone at 10 o'clock at night, it goes to do not disturb and it does not go off until after eight o'clock the next day. So I know from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. I will not receive any notifications unless it is um, an emergency. Most smartphones, most smartphones have um, the capability where you can add um, emergency instructions. So like if you're on my emergency contact list and you call during that time, it'll come through. Um, you can also change it. So like if someone calls you uh, more than twice within 15 minutes, it'll come through. So you can uh, make those adjustments on there. And I do have those in place just in case of emergencies. Um, but do not disturb and taking your notifications off, I promise will change your life. So start there. Um, so there's, you know, the compound stress from these never ending days, it's hurting you. It's hurting your relationships with your loved ones. It's harming your health and it's definitely affecting your overall happiness. So if you're watching or you're listening to this today, it's probably because you've been spending too much time consumed in your work and not enough time um, doing the things that you love and that's important to you. So studies have shown that stress from work can be just as dangerous as secondhand smoke and that high job demands increase the odds of having a doctor diagnosed illness by 35% just from working too much, right? So research has also shown us that long work hours increase the chances of an early death by 20%. And also long-term overworking can lead to anxiety, depression, high blood pressure, insomnia, and a weakened immune system. Um, personally, I've experienced um, some of this. Um, most of you know that I am um, an event planner and I have an event planning company and we turned 10 years old this year. So for the last decade, um, I was physically 
working, especially on weekends, but there's a lot of lifting and loading and unloading and bending and um, just a lot of physical work that comes along with that. And after about eight years or so of doing that, I completely um, damaged my back. I had spine and nerve issues. There was a whole almost year period where I could barely walk and an intense pain. Um, and it was from all of the pressure that I put on myself. And that wasn't only just from physical work, it was from a lot of the just stress and demands that I put on myself. I was working long, ridiculous hours and not being with my family and not spending the time doing the things that I enjoyed. So there was mental um, stress and there was physical stress. And as a result, I completely wore my body out. And um, I knew that, you know, I had to make changes and drastic changes. So compromising your health is not worth any job. Like you have to make changes. So sometimes, um, you know, perfectionism is something that I've struggled with my whole life. And I, I thought it was a good thing uh, most of my life. And the latter part of my life, I'm now realizing that it is not so much. It's actually been a hindrance um, to leading the life that I want to live. So I now refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist. Um, but you know, sometimes if you think about maybe when you were in school and your work ethics back then and, and how you were when you were younger, maybe the ways that you thought about doing homework and projects and focusing all of your attention on works, and, you know, and if you're the type of person who um, spends a lot of time and energy focusing on those things, um, that likely followed you into adulthood. And unfortunately, as we grow older, our responsibilities become broader, right? So now we have to balance relationships. We've got errands to run. We've got bills to pay. We've got children. We've got <laughs> responsibility and groups and works and all kind of stuff that we have to do. And at this point, the idea of achieving perfection just simply becomes out of reach. And this is the first step to achieving um, work-life balance is accepting that. We have to accept that we can't be perfect. There's never going to be some perfect balance that just brings us bliss and joy, and that's going to just make everything easier. So like I told you, I am a recovering perfectionist. So I've learned to um, realize that everything's not going to be perfect. There's going to be some weeks still where I may have to work 12-hour days, but then the next week I'm going to relax and I'm going to balance that out. Um, so balance is what we need to strive for more than trying to be perfect when we are trying to work this out. Um, so, you know, instead of striving for, for perfection, now I strive for excellence. And that's what I want you all to focus on, too. So not that long ago, you know, it was a badge of honor to work a seven day week and a 12 hour day. And, you know, thankfully that that work hard, play hard mentality is starting to fall by the wayside. And especially with COVID, I think that that has changed a lot of mindsets um, around that. Now we have been forced to um take some time. We've been forced to spend more time at home. We've been forced to have more time with our children. Um, so, you know, a lot of people have let go of that idea of having to work, you know, so much and so hard. And we're beginning to understand that personal wellness is important and that mental health should um, take a priority. More people are seeking therapy. More people are taking time to focus on their, um, their health. And they realize that, 
you know, it's important. So letting go of trying to be perfect in every aspect of your life and just shooting for your own personal meaning of excellence is going to have a major effect on you. So think about how you define excellence for yourself. You know, excellence is what I strive for in my companies and my personal life and my work ethic. It's just an overall theme now that I've tried to replace for the word perfect um, in my own life. So another step to, um, achieving work-life balance is just learning when to unplug. Um, you know, deleting the, the work emails off your phone, if that's an option, you know, you can do that. That's not really an option for me. But like I said, just taking off the notifications was life-changing for me. Um, another thing that I do um, with regards to emails, because I know they can pile up and I have about three different emails that I have to check regularly. Um, so I kind of, I'll get up first thing in the morning. Um, when I first start working, I check all my emails then, I go through. Um, I check them again pretty much after lunch. And then I'll check them again before I sign off for the day. So it's really about three times a day that I will sit and kind of go through emails. I don't, I block off time in between. And unless it's something that's really urgent that I have to get to, I may stop and do it. But for the most part, it's three times a day that I check them and that's it. And first thing in the morning, right after lunch and right before I sign off for the day. Um, and that has been very effective um, for me. So that could be something that you may want to try. Um, and then there's just, you know, times you may just need to turn off your phone. When I'm working on a project that's something that I really need to focus on, I will put my phone on Do Not Disturb for like an hour and just focus and get it done. People can wait. They can wait an hour. They can wait <laughs> two hours, depending on what you have going on. Um, but just being able to make that clear that you are not always accessible. There's going to have to be some times where you set off um, specific times in order to get things done. And you're most effective when you can work uninterrupted. So one hour blocked off with no distractions can be just as effective as four hours with all the notifications and fires that are popping up during the day. Um, you can get so much more done when you just block off time and get it done. So put your phone down, put it on do not disturb, put it on vibrate something. Um, but when you get those notifications, it sends stress hormones um, through your body. And by not reacting to the notifications, then you get like, <laughs> you get more stressed out. You keep thinking something's important that happens, um, that needs your attention. So cut it off, put it on, do not disturb and cut it off and block off the time to get your stuff done. You're going to develop stronger habits of resilience, um, and resilient people feel a greater sense of control over their lives in general. So exercise. Now, you knew this was coming and this isn't everyone's favorite thing to hear. But as we all know, exercise is a great way to keep your body and mind in tiptoe shape. Right. So when we're busy, we let things slip. Maybe we start skipping meals. We eat unhealthy meals. We don't make enough time for sleep. And that's a huge problem. And one thing that can help turn the corner in this unhealthy cycle and force you to eat is sleep and exercise, right? We need to eat, we need to sleep, and we need to exercise. Um, so you can download an app, maybe make a few times um, each day of yoga, maybe do um, walking. I personally love to be outside. So when the weather is nice, like I'll take a walk around the block, I'll go up to my local track and walk around there. Um, I do have a treadmill at the house, so I'll walk on that. And then sometimes I'll just do figure eights around my living room in my kitchen. I'll just walk for 30 minutes 
in place around there. Or I may do um, a dance session with my girls or um, watch a video, just something. Um, but this is something that goes along again with not letting perfectionism get in the way. So I know when I first began my health journey, because I was a perfectionist, I felt like if I did not exercise one hour per day, every day, um, and if I fell off for like three days, then I was completely discouraged and then I just completely um, abandoned it altogether. And that's not what you want to do. If you have not been a person that has been exercising up to this point, do not try to exercise five days a week for an hour every day because you're not going to follow through and you're going to confuse it with perfectionism, feeling like you have to. And if you don't do it, then you fail. So we don't want you to have that mindset. So just start with 10 minutes a day. Start with two days a week for an hour. Break it into something that's manageable and bite-sized. It does not have to look perfect, but the point is to start somewhere. Because as you start, you're going to start to feel the benefits from it, and then you're going to actually want to do it more. So you have to make it something that you enjoy. If you enjoy walking, take a walk. If you enjoy dancing, dance. Um, if you enjoy playing basketball, play basketball. Do something that you actually enjoy doing, that you can incorporate your physical activity and um, you know, just start, just take a small action and just start. You're going to feel better. So meditation. So if you watched my video um, last week, I was talking about the power of being still. And I talked about meditation a little bit um, in that video. But many great thinkers and doers, you know, they section off time each day for a few moments of meditation. And again, don't let perfectionism get in the way of this. You don't have to spend an hour a day meditating. You can start with five to 10, 15 minutes. Um, you know, meditation reduces stress. It's a great way to take time to check in with yourself, to evaluate any pain or mental stress, um, you know, that you might be holding on to subconsciously. And because we're too busy to notice, sometimes we're too busy taking care of everybody else. We're too busy working on things. Um, but the power of being still and just meditating um, can be life changing. And I know this person in this video looks like they're doing yoga and they're out in nature. It doesn't have to be that deep. Sometimes I just when I get up in the morning, I may just lay in my bed for an extra 15, 20 minutes, and I might put on instrumental music. I may put on worship music. It might be ocean waves or nature sounds. It might even be silence. Um, but I try to be intentional to start my day off with a clear mind. I try to be relaxed. I try to just make sure that I wake up peaceful um, and that my mind's not already bogged down with all of the things that I feel need to happen for the day. So the next one here, ditch the stuff that wastes your time. So a big step in ensuring that your relationship with time is healthy is to first identify what's important in your life and then keep those things as a top priority. And from there, you're going to have to draw firm boundaries so that you can devote your time to these high priority people and activities. So. If you want to begin meditating and then you realize that there's a game on your phone and you notice that you always turn to it, delete it. <laughs> Take it off your phone. Eliminate the distractions. Think about how you might be able to replace all of these minutes that you spend on social media, all the time you spend um, just doing things that are not productive um, and replace them with some quality time things to check in with yourself. 
Now, I'm not saying never go on social media or never play a game. I love, um, for instance, Spider Solitary. I play that every night. Like, it's mindless, <laughs> but I don't spend hours on it. I'll play, like, two games, and then I'll check out. But sometimes you need to do those mindless things just to kind of calm yourself down. But the point is to not get consumed in it. Start thinking about how much time you're spending doing all of those things, and then start to replace them with more quality things, you know? Um Start maybe a family game night or spend time with your children. If you are going to watch a movie, watch it with them um, so that you can incorporate some of that family time in there. So the point is just don't spend all of your time when you do have free time doing mindless things and mindless activities and things that are taking you away from the quality things. You want to fill your time up with more quality things. So the next thing is that you can't pour from an empty cup. And the most difficult part of work-life balance is learning to say no. Saying no is the key to cutting back on wasted time and making the most of the time that you do have. So if you find yourself wrapped up in unnecessary conversation that's distracting, um, you have to politely excuse yourself. You know, if your coworkers or your friends ask you out the drinks when you're tired, you're allowed to say no. You're allowed to spend a quiet night in by yourself. In fact, it's recommended. You should recharge. You should say no to things that are just not going to benefit you. You have to focus on the things that are most rewarding. And often that means putting yourself first. And when you're saying no to others, um, say yes to yourself and then do something that replenishes you and that helps you fill your cup back up. So if getting a massage is your thing, go do it. If taking a walk is your thing, if taking a nap is your thing, <laughs> whatever it is that's going to replenish you, um, that's what you need to do. I personally love to journal. Um, so when I get quiet moments, I may journal, I may just listen to music, um, I may cook a new dish, things that make me happy. I love to read, um, all of those things help fill me back up. So if you're not, you're not going to be good to anyone else if you're not filled first. So it's your time and your right to negotiate your time because it's precious. Your time is precious and you have to be filled so that you can be of use to other people. So the next slide says, do you feel like your workday is normal? Is it normal for humans to work so much? So I'm going to give you a couple statistics here. So did you know that the United States ranks 30 out of 38 countries in work-life balance? That is the bottom of the list. <laughs> so here's some stats from a few other countries. Um, that have higher rates of happiness and who maybe we could take a few notes from. Um, but the Netherlands, they have the following perks. They get four workday weeks, 29 hours of work per week. They get paid vacations, maternity and paternity leave, and they get the right to reduce hours to part-time without losing their job. Denmark gets the choice of when to start their workday and whether to work from home. They get a minimum of five weeks paid vacation for all workers. France, they are lucky enough to enjoy a policy um, that encourages employees to disconnect from their work email while they're off work. They get 25 federally mandated vacation days per year. So how do you feel about this? You know, we're, I think the United States, we're just on this hustle and bustle and go thing all the time. And you look around at other countries and you see how it's affecting them. Um, 
And then not only do employees benefit from better work-life balance, but the employers benefit too. So if the employees are happy and well-rested, they're going to show up as the best version of themselves for their job, which is ultimately going to make you better. It's going to make your place of employment better. Um, so when employees are overworked, they get burnt out. They get considerably less done in the workplace. And in fact, studies have even found that the stress and fatigue of burnout can actually lead to a brain that looks like they're asleep. So that's not the type of person you want working. So if you are watching this as an employer, like you want your employees to show up, you want them to have energy, you want them to be happy, you want them to have work-life balance, because in the end, it's going to result in your work and, and your productivity. Um, so there's a fact and a statistic that says the corporate executive board, which represents 80% of the Fortune 500 companies, found that employees who believe that they have a good work-life balance work 21% harder than those who don't after reaching a 500,000 global workers. So that's a pretty um, alarming statistic right there. So it's costly to replace team members because the company that loses productivity when someone leaves a job and the inevitable learning curve that's going to come with the next new hire, it's going to make a company lose money. Um, and one study found that more than one in four one in four employees at organizations who perceive no support for work life balance plan to leave their employer within the next two years. And for the workers who felt that their employer did support a work-life balance, only 17% planned on leaving. So it makes a difference. 89% of HR professionals reported an increase in employee retention once they started implementing flexible work arrangements. So there's true proof. There is true proof that there is the importance of true work-life balance. So if you are an employer, you can offer flexible or alternative hours. If they can start later in the day, um, let them. If they can still get their work done, let them. If they can work from home, let them. If they want to work four 10-hour days and have Friday off, you know, give them that option if it's appropriate. So, I mean, obviously you have to see, you know, what's possible in your industry and um, every industry may not, you know, be able to grant that. But think about what's possible in your business and work with them. Allow flexibility. You're, you're going to be grateful for that. Offer more time off if you're able to, um, especially when it comes to maternity, paternity leave. Just understand that by supporting your employees, you are supporting your business. If you can offer um, child or pet care options, you know, make that. It's not uncommon for employers to offer low child um, care options in the workplace. And if you can take away the stress from your employee, they're going to work even harder for you and they're going to be less likely to leave. So, you know, do things like host uh, sponsored family events like picnics or cookouts or, you know, on, um, appreciate and honor your employees. Give them Christmas uh, gifts and bonuses or holiday parties. That thing, that stuff always comes back to you. That's something that I've always been intentional about uh, with my Encore company, just showing appreciation and gratitude and taking the time to say thank you and making them feel appreciated. It's all going to go along with helping them have this work-life balance um, and they're going to work harder for you as a result. Um, something else you can do, um, other work-life balancing techniques, especially for parents, um, you can maybe bring your children into the office when it's appropriate. And if you can, let them see photos of themselves and their artwork sitting at your workspace. This is going to let them know that they're on your mind and that you think of them often. And even if you're not physically in the same place. 
Um, and then also just surrounding your work area with things that you enjoy and that will remind you of your priorities, um, as well as the why behind all you do. And if you watched my last webinar, we talked about the why and knowing why it is that you're doing what you do. And this is so big. Um, because a lot of times with the when we're overwhelmed with this work-life balance, it's because the work part of our balance may not really be what it is that we want to do. So we have to get focused on our why. Why are we even doing this? Are we doing a job that's fulfilling to us? Are we doing work that's purposeful? Um, can we find purpose in the work that we're doing? Can we find purpose in our life so that if we're doing work that's not purposeful, it balances out? So getting clarity on what it is that you want to do and figuring out that why behind it is going to make all the difference. So create a vision board, post affirmations, um, and just keep an environment around you that's free of um, toxicity and that's going to keep you motivated to focus um, and perform on the work so that you can live life after you leave your work. You want to still have a quality and a purpose of life um, when you get off work. So start small and build. So New Year's resolutions, they rarely are achieved. Um, you know, people start with these, they wanna work out and you start with all of these things. You wanna work out, you got all these business plans, you have all these goals, and then what happens? About a month later, <laughs> everything's gone to the wayside because you had too much. You tried to attain too much. You had that, that, um, that feeling of perfectionism that you were trying to incorporate into all of that. So we talked about letting that go, but this is starting small and then build up on that. So trying to make room for work-life balance, you know, it can be, it can feel overwhelming, um, but you just have to take baby steps, start small, start with something, get those small wins and then celebrate them and then add something else to it. And then pretty sure you're going to be on your way, but just keep your goals realistic, keep them sustainable, and work-life balance means something different um, to everyone. You know, perhaps um, maybe you own your own business, maybe you are living alone, so maybe it's not so much about balancing your children and all of these other things, um, but figure out what it looks like for you. This kind of goes along with what success looks like to you because a lot of times success has to do with our work-life balance, being able to have peace, being able to have meaning, being able to have clarity on what it is that we want. So it's very important for you to take the time to practice self-care, to have balance, to make time for your mental and your physical health because in the end, the highest thing that should be on your to-do list is you. So I want you to take that with you today if you don't take anything from this, you should be the highest thing on your to-do list. You should be the biggest priority. So I want to leave you today with just telling you a little bit about how I walk through this with my clients. So this is um, pretty much what I walk through with my own um, private coaching clients. Um, we work on doing personality assessments. We get really clear on who we are, how we show up to other people, how we show up for ourselves, what we can improve on, how we can become that best version of yourself. Because when you become the best version of yourself, pretty much everything else is going to fall in line for you. So that's really what I focus on first um, with my clients. And like I said, getting clarity. We work on goal setting because you need something to focus on. You have to have something that's going to drive you and motivate you each day. Um, like I said, we work on personal development and figuring out what we can do and what we need to work on and um, how those things affect our leadership and style. We work on figuring out our purpose 
our core values, um, really just becoming aligned with ourselves, And that's where that lifestyle part of my coaching comes in. Um, and then we work on developing your leadership skills, helping you to be able to be an influential leader and to uh, motivate those around you and to just be able to set the best environment, learning to lead others and being able to communicate effectively. If you have not taken my seven day free mind shift challenge yet, I want you to do so. You can go to liveleadsucceed.com slash mind shift challenge um, for that. Or you can also just go to the website and you can find it on there. But I want you to take this challenge. If you haven't yet, you will get um, bite-sized action received to you via email each day for seven days, um, really bite-sized action steps that you can get. And if you're having some problems with this work-life balance, um, this is a good place to start because it'll get you in the right uh, mindset so that you can be ready to take this um, step in your life that you need to. So I want you to go sign up for that if you haven't. But thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I love sharing with all of you. And I'm excited for each of you to just go and begin to find your way to a healthy work-life balance. And I want you to just learn to prioritize yourself and make time for the important things. And I hope that you are beginning to convince yourself that you are one of those important things. I want you to be optimistic about your future and where you're going. Uh, because it's so important. You are so important and it's worth it. Don't risk your health. Don't, rinse your, don't risk your mental state. Don't um, sacrifice yourself for your job. You know, Try to figure out how to make your job purposeful or how to make your time outside of your job purposeful so that you are not burnt out and overwhelmed. If COVID has taught us anything, it's taught us that you know life is short, life is unpredictable. There are things that will come up that we have no control over. So we have to stop and take the time to figure out how to do this correctly. So all right. I want you to take that all with you today. Thank you for joining me and I will see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Live, Lead, Succeed podcast. Please remember to like and share and invite all of your friends to listen in. You can always follow us at liveleadsucceed.com and feel free to join our Facebook group. Also, Live, Lead, Succeed. Have a great one. listening to the live lead succeed podcast we hope that you were inspired and encouraged to reach just a little bit higher today remember you've got this and we're rooting for you